This episode of Grunt Work brought to you by the Binford 600 series chisels. And R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> Take out the P-C-T. You, you just get Reese. and welcome to Grunt Work, the podcast where we watch every episode of Home Improvement and then talk about it. I'm your co-host Truman. And I'm Landon. And today we watched Nothing More Than Feelings, episode 7 of season 1 <laughs> of Home Improvement. And we're also remembering which person does the intro uh, which time. It's true. Uh, we did it. We got it. Yeah, I think yeah. we nailed it. We nailed it. Landon, how are you? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm a little. I'm a little nostalgic today. Yeah, I gotta be perfectly honest. Why are you nostalgic today? Well, uh, this is gonna lift the veil a little bit on the mechanics of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, surprise! We are not broadcasting live. Yeah. <laughs> we are recording this in the past and talking to future people. But on today, as we're recording, they are shutting down Joe Louis Arena. In Detroit. Oh, no. Home of the Red Wings. Oh, dear. Uh, which I feel is appropriate to to lament on yeah. a home improvement podcast where yeah. there is Detroit paraphernalia everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, and also think, I mean, uh, Cameron from uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off would be so upset. <laughs> you damn straight he would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sad day. Uh, I mean, it's been such an institution in Detroit, and there's been so many... I mean, even someone who isn't a big sports fan like myself has had a lot of, uh, a lot of good memories there. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, uh, as someone who isn't from Detroit, I have not had any good memories there, but it's kind of sad <laughs> knowing that I now never will have the opportunity to have any good there memories go. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, that's too, that's too bad, man. Any, yeah. did, do you have any, like, really funny scintillating experiences that happened to you at the, at the, no, I don't, stadium? not, not in terms of stories, but I will say that, like, you know how your olfactory sense is one of the strongest that triggers memories? Oh, yeah. Um, Walking through the what do you call those like overpass the the like people overpasses that go over the roads? Oh, uh, uh, from like parking structures. I mean, is, is it what flyway or something? Flyway. Or, yeah, I don't know no. what it is, but yeah. basically just this walking enclosed bridge that goes from the parking structure to uh, Joe Lewis um, had this very distinctive like what I could only describe as nineteen eighties automotive city smell. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like a little bit of exhaust and a little bit of like just elbow grease. Yeah, it, it smells like the exteriors in any movie set in New York in the eighties, basically. Exactly, minus the urine. Yeah. Um, oh, that was nice of the bums not to pee outside the stadium. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so that's a, a sense that I get every once in a while, and it takes me back specifically to Joe Lewis every time I, oh. I get it. Do you think they're going to keep that smell, whatever else they build there? <laughs> I hope so. Bottle it up in jars, and then as you walk in, they <laughs> shoot it down at you like the uh, like the the air conditioning walls at the uh, at the Costco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, I don't know. How are you doing? What you got? I, I I got. Well, actually, I learned just today. I was talking to my parents. I was telling them, well, actually, I'm making a podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, less... We're so proud of you, Germans. I know. I know. Yes, they 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 clapped and clapped. <laughs> You've amounted to everything we've hoped for. <laughs> this is this is what we were hoping for when we sent you to journalism school. Um, <laughs> they so they mentioned that. Uh, so I had I had this aunt. I no longer have this aunt. She died. You oh, know. Sorry. Well, she died twelve years ago. I mean, it's still sad, but yeah. you know, it's a while back. But she was uh, very much a foodie and into fine wines and art museums mm-hmm. and literature and uh, married to a psychologist. She was very much very much of the Frasier set. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like it's going into a Frasier story. Well, yes, and that's the thing. So I mentioned this, and my mom says, oh, your Aunt Karen loved Home Improvement. It was mm-hmm. one of her favorite shows. And I just thought, well, you know what? Good, good for you, Aunt Karen, going against the type and not watching the <laughs> snobby-type shows that I assume that you would. Yeah. Uh, good for you breaking the mold. Yeah. So I, you know, so I'm dedicating this episode to my Aunt Karen, wherever she is. Uh, she probably isn't that into podcasts in heaven because they have so much better <laughs> shit going on up there. I mean, you think about it. People listen to podcasts and they're yeah. like doing chores or like riding the bus or something. And nobody in heaven has to do that. In heaven, it's just one fun experience to the yeah. next. Well, they still have buses, but uh, it's just like free fare and, you know. <laughs> yep, heaven, you can ride yeah. the bus for free. The only other people on the bus with you are those like missed connections, but they are like not missed connections. Oh, they're so made So you're connections. just like falling in love with every single person on the bus uh, and have equal opportunity with everybody. That's, wow, that's amazing. Every 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 person you meet on the bus is a meet cute from a romantic comedy. <laughs> exactly. See, so no one up there is, no one up there has their headphones in. There's not music in heaven. You're just, <laughs> you're just meeting people and, uh, and having amazing relationships and experiences. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get to, get to this episode? I don't know, man. I feel like we could ruminate about heaven for another like 45 <laughs> minutes here. I'm, I'm in a godly mood. Uh, no, let's get, let's get to the episode. Right. Landon, give me, the, give me the, the, the skinny, the rundown. The, yeah, all right. Well, I've got a pretty concise synopsis here. So uh, this was a really intense episode of Home Improvement. Oh, yes. Jill has left the oil light on in the car for three days. Yeah. And Tim feels very disrespected by this. Yeah. Um, he goes on tool time to vent his frustrations, and uh, he finds it in the support of male camaraderie. A couple of audience members come down. They start talking, and uh, before he knows it, he's not only ratted out Jill about the oil light, but for drooling in her sleep. Yes. Um, Which apparently is a rare thing that only she does. <laughs> the uh, lack of respect that uh, was once at the beginning of this episode... Uh, is now on the other foot, mm-hmm. which Tim has firmly planted inside of his mouth. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and will he be able to make it up to her by the end of the episode? The answer is no. They get divorced again. <laughs> Takes a very sharp <laughs> turn. Into Lars von Trier territory. <laughs> uh, they go up to a cat oh, and they try to... <laughs> work themselves out and in, instead it just turns into you know uh, ritual genital abuse and it's a very strange 22 minutes uh it was crazy how they got there in 22 minutes, i know but... i know it's really the the scripting is a lot more concise now than that episode with rondall oh yeah 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 sam mcmurray uh yeah come We're back on our show yeah man any anytime anywhere you don't even have to talk about playing rondall you can just be our correspondent yeah. about this episode and every other show you've been on <laughs> all those oncology roles i'm into it uh 
I'm going to say this was my favorite episode. Wow. This, All right. So far, this is my favorite. I didn't catch that from you while watching you watch it. Well, I, I you know, I, I'm maybe if you had been watching the episode <laughs> instead of watching me watch the episode. I mean, people are listening to this to get our impressions of the episode filtered. So if That's you're getting right. your impressions of the episode from watching me watch the episode, then the audience is just fucked. I know. It's just like, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy <laughs> of the same episode of Home Improvement. I think this is an interesting experiment we should do. Just keep reiterating the synopsis from one person to the other, and then finally somebody <laughs> down the line has to write the episode based on the telephone synopsis. <laughs> I think that all of the episodes would then be, all of those resulting episodes would be far more Wilson heavy, because that tends That's to be fair. what we talk about the yeah. most. Not, not in this episode too much, but... Yeah, I, what I will note, well, in my observing you watching the episode, since yeah. apparently that's what we're talking about now, uh, <laughs> I've noticed, I, I like, whenever Wilson comes on screen is when we both start typing the most notes. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, you know, it can be kind of sparse. We're just jotting down the best jokes and kind of the basic plot points, commercial yeah. breaks. And then he goes outside to Wilson and just... <laughs> I wonder what that sounds like in your ears. <laughs> Sounds more like a duck, which comes into play. It, it does. It does. Or like a xenomorph, which does not come into play. Do xenomorphs ever make noises? I, I, well, I think like... Hmm. It's more kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. That's like when the thing comes out of the its tongue mouth. comes out of the... Yeah, the head tongue. The head tongue. Out of its head mouth. Um... <laughs> So I think this is my favorite episode. I'm gonna. I know it's my favorite episode. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. This is the episode I've been waiting for since episode one. It's the episode where the show finally functions at its full capacity. Mm -hmm. Because I think the the thing that sets that I think always kind of sets Home Improvement apart or like makes it interesting compared to other shows is that Tim, the protagonist. In case you didn't know who the protagonist of the show was, it's (laughs) Tim. It's Tim Allen. It's the guy who's on camera most of the time. He. Is the host of a TV show. Yeah. He is a local celebrity. He has this, like, every five days a week, four days a week, however, I don't know if he works like Letterman where he does two on Thursdays, but he goes to a studio and is on TV and people all around watch him. And that never, in the previous six episodes, this has mostly just been kind of a family sitcom and Tim could have worked at a hardware store, he could have been an insurance adjuster, he could have been anything. This is the first episode where him on the show is actually, where, like, something he does in his capacity as a local celebrity fucks up his life at home and then mm. he has to fix it. Yeah. Which in a, you know, in a, uh, unavoidably, I don't know what it, I don't, you know what, actually forget the adjective guys. Let's just assume that I cut straight to the chase, <laughs> which, which he has to deal with yeah. uh, through his show. Right. That is why I thought this was a great episode. Yeah. And it is, it's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not stepping stone, but kind of like it becomes the, the reference point to future episodes in terms of like structure and, and yeah. uh, how to, how he deals the characters uh, dynamics with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, do you want to, do you want to dive right into it or like, or, or your thoughts? How do you rate it? No, I liked it uh, quite a bit. Um, it's another one that I do remember pretty specifically from my childhood. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know where I would put this quite yet. And uh, obviously this is, <laughs> This game we're playing right now. Yeah. Once we get into the 200th episode, <laughs> we'll be like, mm, I put it to number 175, <laughs> right behind number whatever. Yeah. Um, we need a much more detailed rating system than just, eh, I liked it. We need we need like a multiple point <laughs> scale if we're going to yeah. have that many episodes. Um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, there were, I had a, an interesting, like, the, for almost the whole episode, I was like on the brink of 
bursting out into like heavy laughter. Yeah. Uh, so it just like it held me in that that little sweet spot for <laughs> quite a long time. It was just edging you, just laughter edging. Yeah. And it got me a few times. There were yeah. one or two like really big belly laughs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there probably wasn't as much laughter per minute in this one as the others, but I yeah. would forget, just because Al was actually a part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's start unpacking yeah. it. Let's get into it. Let's get in. So we start at home, hectic morning in the Taylor household. They're trying to get the kids out the door to get on the bus, mm-hmm. and we see Tim leaving for work for the first time on the show. Like, yeah. this is, like, right away, you know we're in for some good stuff, because he's actually going out the door. Yeah. Gotta make that money. Yeah, gotta make that, gotta, gotta pay, you know, gotta earn that, that luxurious health plan that you're taking advantage of <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas yep. is sitting at the table. Brad. Is he? He's not, though. He's not? He's not. Do you see the back of his head? You Wait. see the back of his head. I'm willing to bet that that was a, a stand-in for uh, minor minors on set really? uh, regulations. Oh, because it's he... such a like blatant don't turn your head when you're talking. Yeah. I mean, he's just like staring straight at the the double glass doors and his and Jill's off to you know his left. Yeah, that is that is kind of weird. Like it is, they do have him blatantly cheated with his back to the stage. Okay, and then they cut to the next shot that they cut to is a like an insert close up of Randy's face, oh. which they could have gotten at any point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then you no. Then that's that's okay. So so <laughs> a what you get here on grunt work. Yeah. Really dive into the the technical side. So so Kramer's friend Mickey, the uh, <laughs> the sound double from Seinfeld, is uh, sitting there with Jill. And he reveals to her, he asks her, do I have girly hands? Hey, Jill, do I have girl hands? <laughs> that's good, okay. Mickey. That, that's pretty good. That's, that, I feel like I'm watching a Seinfeld episode right now, <laughs> and you took me right to the moment. Uh, me too, because this episode is about nothing so far. <laughs> <laughs> we, talked, we talked about Detroit we history. We you know, we, yeah. yeah, we're doing well. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, so he asks his mom, do I have girly hands? Yeah. Uh, because that's apparently something he's dealing with. One of the first introductions of a B story. Yeah, in, a, in these episodes so far, and and this this moment, him asking his mom if he has girl hands is fifty percent of the B story, mm-hmm. and then the other fifty percent comes later, and right after the first commercial, and then it just kind of just we never get any resolution, just dissipates yeah. into the mist. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I don't know. Do you think Jonathan Taylor Thomas has girly hands? Uh, I I don't know. Um. You're, so, you're too busy watching me watching the show. Uh, yeah, exactly. To, I don't think he has girly hands, so I, you know, I don't know if that that helps your opinion. <laughs> I need to like, yeah, I need more evidence, frame by frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they if that if they could have it in 1080p, you know, if we could have a better close up <laughs> on the hands. Uh, so yeah, his mom uh, reassures him that no, you don't have girly hands, mm-hmm. uh, and then the bus honks outside, yeah. and the boys run out. I rode the school bus mm-hmm. all through middle school. Uh, that shit never honked for anybody. You yeah, were either no. standing there or or <laughs> you were not going to school. I actually, the bus stop was right outside my house. Oh, nice. Uh, so I would imagine roughly the same proximity to their house. Yeah. Never honked. No. Never, not once. Because it's like, does the bus driver know the name of every single kid in the Detroit Public School District? <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah. wait, you're not here? Well, is he absent today or sick? I'm just going to hammer on the horn anyway. Exactly, yeah. And how do you know if they're sick that day? Yeah. It's just like, come on, there's a more efficient system. It's going to take four hours to get the kids to school yeah so you know actually based on that i'm revising my impression of the episode it might actually be the worst episode ever because of the school bus <laughs> realism factor uh so the, yeah the boys the boys leave for school and then tim who has walked out the door for work uh cannot go to work because jill has parked him in and jill's car cannot move 
because uh, the Czech oil light has been on for three days and Jill didn't put any more oil in the car. Right. Uh, you know, Tim, Tim asks her, well, the oil light was on. Why didn't you do anything? And she says, well, I was waiting for a buzzer or something. And Tim says, a buzzer? It's a car, not a game show. <laughs> Which is a contender, I think, for my best episode. Best, best, best line. Yeah, best episode yeah. of the line. Yeah. I, had, I have another one. That was yeah. good. Yeah. That definitely was a good one. Um, I, I th- This whole scene was very interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, because they're doing stuff with Jill. I... I feel like the the sitcom writers, the sitcom writers, oh yeah, yeah, the writers of the show. Yeah. Um, well, the show's a sitcom. You're yeah. basically right. <laughs> they they like fluctuate between setting up this kind of um, cliche woman premise of like, oh, the lights on the car. Yeah, I they jump on the about. table when there's a mouse. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But they do always seem to like pull back from the brink. Um, at like a very pivotal point, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a moment. And I think Jill handles it really, really well. Or I even just say Patricia Richardson as her performance, yeah, uh, brings a lot to to curb that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll get to that in another scene. Um, uh, so they yes, yeah, so they have this argument about uh about what happened about the the messed up oil, and and Tim reveals that her car, as he says, is now basically a four door boulder, four thousand pound four door right. boulder. From not putting oil in the car for three days, which to me, yeah, it seems like the car is pretty finicky. Like yeah. really, I, I, I like I've driven cars with the check engine light on for months, and right, they've yeah. been more or less fine. Likewise, yeah, I mean, it's uh, doesn't seem like three days would turn it, you know, meld the metal together, the pistons to the engine block. I mean, but we also don't see what kind of car Jill has. So I mean, True. maybe she drives like a Model T Ford, or like one, of, or like any English manufactured car that has apparently got very finicky engines. That's true. And maybe you know, this is back in 1991. Maybe engines were made like the same way that milk had an expiration date. It was like <laughs> you cannot go past this day, or it will immediately be chunky. Yeah, you have to. You know, well, that's that's why you want to pour your engine into a glass before you drink it. You can't just drink your engine right out of the carton. Uh, so so he is upset because now he's kind of he's kind of stuck and he yeah. has to get his car out some other way well he gets it very he takes it very personally oh yeah because he feels personally disrespected by this act of her negligence i guess yeah yeah that she that she just has so little regard for this mm-hmm. i also i mean he okay actually this this is important this is the first moment i've actually learned something concrete from the show home improvement <laughs> have you verified this have you gone and checked the actual sources to make sure that this isn't a fabrication no, I haven't. So maybe I didn't actually learn something. I'm just taking Tim Allen's advice at face value, which is not a good idea. Um, Have you learned nothing in seven episodes? Dude, let's go out. Let's crack the hood on your car. We'll just take a look. It'll be fine. All right. What'd you learn? Uh, what I learned, Tim explains to Jill in the process of, well, he mansplains to Jill in the process of their fight right. about the purpose of oil in an internal combustion engine. He goes into this long detailed explanation showing far more mastery and book smarts about the workings of an engine than he's ever shown about anything on his show or in the house seems to be his one like area of expertise he knows his tools and loves his tools and knows how to fuss with a car yeah not a lawnmower no no certainly not (laughs) but a car which is like well which is just like a bigger lawnmower that cuts less grass maybe it's the grass cutting aspect that throws him off yeah 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it makes me wonder why he doesn't just have a car improvement show because <laughs> that, I mean, A, there's a market for the same people who are going to yeah. watch the home improvement show are going to watch a show with you and Al, you know, futzing around with car engines. Right. Uh, but so he gives this long and detailed explanation of every single component and what they do and how over time these various moving parts generate friction that can generate heat, which can cause the metal to fuse together. But to prevent that from happening, you have to add oil. And I'm like, oh, that's why cars need oil. <laughs> I just, I never really asked. It was just like my dad told me when he gave me his old Subaru, like Truman, you need to put oil in it every so often, like, you know, every 3,000 miles. And I'm like, okay, well, well, dad said so. So here's the question for you then. If this episode had been the opposite information that you found out that cars don't need oil, what else in your life has your dad told you that you've just taken at face value? <laughs> God, I don't, I don't even know what, what else, what else would there be? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe the Hudsucker Proxy isn't as good of a movie as I think it is. Um, man, maybe, it, maybe Annette Benning isn't attractive. Uh, wow, I, I don't know, man. This is giving me a lot to think about. Yeah. This just gets heavier and heavier. Changing lives here. Yeah. Well, my life specifically. <laughs> You're the only person I know. Oh, wow, that's that's. I mean, it makes sense then why we're doing this. <laughs> Uh, so, so that was, that was momentous for me. Mm -hmm. I, I feel, I felt edified. And then the edification compounds oh, yes. when we cut to the set of tool time, finally implementing tool time into an episode the way I want, not yes. just a vignette. We're there. Al's there. Al has lines. Al has stuff to do. Al has a character. It's just, it's glorious. It's like, it's like Christmas and Thanksgiving and my birthday and Groundhog <laughs> Day all in the same day. Uh, I and I like Groundhog Day because because we usually watch the movie Groundhog Day and I like Groundhog Day. Well, so should we take a second now to now that Tool Time, the set of Tool Time, has become a thing? Yeah. Should we take a second to talk about the things on the set? Yeah, it's a very peculiar set design for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead, Lee. You, you well, one thing that's I, I'm just gonna go straight to the thing that sure. has plagued me my whole life is the circuit board. Uh, there's this green circuit board right by the like bay doors uh, off to the right, tucked in the corner. The bay doors to the matte painting? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that circuit board is there for the entire series. Uh, I've never known what it's for. Yeah. But uh, it's the first thing that's always popped out to me and always the first thing that sticks in my brain when I think about tool time. Huh. I, I've never noticed that. I felt, I, I feel stupid now that I never, that I never saw that there. Well, you will now. That's yeah, all you'll see. I think about I think about the recliner chair. There's this leather it's very bizarre front choice. and center. Yeah, and it's I, I don't know. I I would make more sense like in this in this episode. Well, Tim is mm -hmm. uh, Tim and Al are starting to. I don't even know what they're trying to do that day on set. It looked. I think it was molding. They were sawing oh. the mold for um, like to go around the baseboards. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I certainly didn't learn anything from the supposedly educational <laughs> TV show. I learned more from Tim fighting with his wife than I did from <laughs> Tim trying to educate people about tools. And that's the real life lesson. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> you learn. Wow. Uh, so they, they're at work on that and they get about four and a half seconds into it before Tim, who is just so incapable yep. of leaving, leaving his personal baggage at the door. <laughs> so Tim goes and he addresses the crowd. Yep. Uh, and I, I gotta say, I love whenever we get shots of the audience on tool time because it's just it's really good like if you want to just what did ordinary average people look like in the 90s yeah. what what did like like it's you never really think no one ever googles for like hey show me show me 25 to 50 
ordinary <laughs> folks from like 1992. Show me a bunch of people who recently had to decide yeah. whether George H.W. Bush or Bill Clinton should be president. <laughs> so you're, you're saying that this show, that um, Home Improvement, uh, Tool Time even more specifically, is a time capsule piece. Yeah. That it's it's historically important to uh, our civilization. I, th- I think so. I mean, why else would we be doing this if it no. wasn't? But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, well, and, and also, it, I, it, it, we, we've commented on this a lot. I'm stumbling mm-hmm. a lot because I don't know how to, how to put this to words. There's just a lot of trucker hats happening in that audience. Oh my God. Every shot. It's like the producers of the show are like, we have seven hats to go around. Let's give them to the seven people who look least like they would wear hats. <laughs> and it's always men. It's always men. There, there was a woman in this episode oh. wearing one. She was, uh, I think, fourth row up. Rain Man here again. <laughs> definitely, a, definitely fourth row. Yeah, definitely trucker hats. Do you think they shot them out of a cannon-like t-shirts? Uh, or like a t-shirt bazooka? <laughs> t-shirt gun? Yeah. yeah. Or do you think they washed those seven hats oh, between tapings? No. no they I, this is a tool show. Do you think run by men? Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's like maybe that's the the uh, call out grunt work that they give mm-hmm. to Lisa. <laughs> they give to Lisa to do like, oh, woman, go wash the trucker hats. Oh, well, I'm uh, not going to touch that one. I, 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 hey, man, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just <laughs> saying I could see there being a misogynistic producer on the series Tool Time. Yeah, some some behind the scenes character that we don't know. Yeah, okay. well, that's again for our shadow home improvement universe. <laughs> yes. Um. So so I so he goes out and he addresses the audience, mm-hmm. talking to him about ah oh, man women and they don't respect the tools and my my wife doing this thing right, uh, and everyone in the audience is kind of going along with it, even the women in the audience. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Is like Tim Tim starts ex- like really in depth complaining, and there's this woman in the front row who just kind of like she t- thinks about it for a second, thinks about his words, and she just like nods very like poignantly. She's, She's like. like yeah. yeah, women are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is truth to what you wow. say. Wow. <laughs> uh, I went Owen Wilson there for a sec. Uh, yeah, I, I, and it kinda, you kind of start to wonder, like, who are the women going to see tapings of Tool Time? I mean, what's are they there with their husbands? Are they just women who are really into home improvement on their own? Yeah. If, in, in which case, I mean, God bless them, beat the stereotype. Um, are they maybe lesbians? Also maybe. cool. Good for yeah. you. Um, so he goes out there and he starts talking to him and venting. And then a couple guys in the crowd start responding to him. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and they have like this kind of open dialogue. Yeah. One guy just like, um, just shouts out like, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, at that point, what the hell is the producer of this show doing? He's like, Tim is going off the rails. He's yeah. off script. Al is in the background. This whole project has gone away. And now yeah. there's an audience member. Forget any kind of like uh, actor fees that they're going to have to pay for, yeah. you know, have this, having this guy talk on camera, non-disclosure yeah. agreements or releases. Not, and releases. Yeah. 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 I it, producer no, is inept, and it's it's made it's and it seems like we're nitpicking, but there are repeated shots of these two dudes in suits standing by the monitor. Yeah. from the time Tim goes on his little network moment all the way through this, and they're just kind of <laughs> standing there like laughing and nodding, like "Oh man, my wife too, dude." Yeah, and it's like, but you're but. <laughs> Maybe maybe the producers, those characters, maybe they have their own um, home improvement esque show where they are just as inept at producing as Tim as is at uh, home improvement. 
home home producing home it's producing <laughs> home producement uh yeah that that could that could be the thing that makes the most sense but the show also it seems to be growing in popularity because they yeah. added that that city in in uh northern Alpina. michigan yeah we yeah, haven't they, heard anything since then I although know. i do have some information give me some information okay. about so Alpina. we talked a little bit before about being confused about public oh, yeah. access cable access yeah how it was distributed back in the day yeah i found this uh i believe on wikipedia so you know it's true here comes clarity <laughs> Uh, all right, this is a quote. During the 1980s, the United States regulations, not unlike the public educational and government access, created the beginning of cable-oriented live television programming. As cable, uh, as cable penetration increased, numerous cable-only television stations were launched, many with their own news bureaus that could provide uh, more immediate and more localized content than was provided by the nearest network newscast okay so that that covers it then i guess well it's i think it's saying that the you it is cable but cable back then was regionalized okay okay so you have what is called cable access instead of public access all right all right so you get shows like this the question as to why binford would still sponsor a regional show is questionable but uh, maybe Benford's a regional company maybe they're just only be. in the upper midwest and yeah. they're really powerful there that could quite well be yeah i don't know I man mean, all companies have to start somewhere i have i have just more and more questions about the uh the so to speak power structure of Benford and <laughs> uh and, and and how it all how it I all works i can't wait to get into that yeah i i'm sure i'm sure i mean well sooner or later how many times can it just be tim hurting himself sooner or later there has to be some real corporate intrigue and espionage <laughs> stuff in a later season l is actually a spy for another tool company oh man he would be a good spy. Yeah, quiet in the background, doesn't say much, just always observing. Yeah, gathering information, barely reporting back, barely suppressed rage. <laughs> He's a single male living in a one bedroom apartment. Wait, wait, is is Al not married? <laughs> I, I feel like they should they should mention that on this show once in a while. I believe that was Al's first two lines of the show in yeah. general. And and I think that probably fifty percent of Al's lines on this show have been letting everyone know that he's not married. He's not married. Uh, yeah. So so they're having this this talk, this yep. dude roundtable of griping about their wives. It's Tim and his friend Jimbo. Yeah, Jimbo who, from the audience comes down. Yeah, played by Art Lafleur. Oh, that are you familiar with this guy? That sounds familiar. Who's Art Lafleur? I mean, did you recognize his face when you saw him? No, really, not off the not off the top. Wow. Like I knew he looked familiar. Hey, what, this what's he guy from? is like one of the most prolific character actors. He's been on legitimately everything that has ever existed. Read him off. Read him and okay, weep. Okay, I'll just. Or all just weep. I'm gonna flip through real quickly. Uh, so he he's been going in television and movies since the 70s. Uh, he was on Hill Street Blues. He was on um, 30 something. He was on. Uh, Northern Exposure. He's been in Trancers. He was on Home Improvement, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Tales from the Crypt. Doogie Howser. Oh, wow. Uh, he was with uh, Matlock. He was in the movie Maverick. He was... Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. What what I'm what I'm finding from this show is we're finding out a lot about kind of actors who are not household names, but have clearly made a very comfortable living yeah. just appearing in shows, yes. get, making that making them sag bucks. Yeah, and this dude is he's been going. I mean, he's worked consistently since he started, and he's got. I see why he's got that like very blue collar. Yeah 
essence about he, him. Yeah, uh, he was. He was. Uh, Landon was grimacing just a second ago there I was to kind like, of really uh, trying to force that uh, male uh, stoicism out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, let's see, the the male. Uh, what did he call it? The masculine competition. That that. Oh man, we have so much more to go before oh, yeah, we, we can do. get to Wilson. Uh, he has he has uh, Timbo and uh, and Kyle. Jimbo. His name's Jim. Jimbo, yeah. and then and then Jim starts calling Tim Timbo, and then Tim starts calling Tim Timbo. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, so we got to mention as well that once Jim and Tim start talking, another audience member just stands up and like, I know what you're talking about. And he like gets up and starts, he just walks down into the audience. Yeah. He's like, who invited you? Where's security? What is happening? This show is no longer under the control of anyone. Yeah. It really turns into like a, an episode of like somewhere between Mari and Jerry Springer, where he's just inviting people out of the audience to come <laughs> down and talk. He's finding seats for them. Yeah. And they have this little round table about how their wives suck and all the dumb stuff that their wives do. And the guys are all one up in each other. And finally, Tim jumps in and starts talking about Jill and how much she drools. Yeah. And, uh, God, it, and, you know, he says it like no one else. St- I think I mentioned this earlier. It's like, yeah, well, my wife drools. And everyone goes, oh. <laughs> Like, that's the end all, like, your wife doesn't do anything worse than mine. <laughs> she drools. And but, what, why, I mean, maybe it's because he's the host of the show and they don't want to disgrace him. You just go like, so what, dude? Yeah, dude, yeah, Everybody, I drool. Every, everyone drools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, you know, my wife farts so loud in her sleep that she wakes up the whole house. But no, 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 talk more about the drooling. You're the host. <laughs> uh... So they all talk about that, and they wind up doing the like he talks about how oh man I think I'm gonna drown and all this yeah. drool, and they start singing she's drooling she's drooling she's <laughs> drooling down the river, which you know it's good fun. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, L has like lost his mind. I mean, yeah. he doesn't say anything, but he is like in the background plotting Tim's murder. It's really. It's it's intense how much he hates Tim. The yeah. real fire and anger burning in his eyes. The, the note I wrote here, I wrote a ton of notes. Yeah. Every time that they got onto another thing that got further away from the project they were working on, uh, I wrote a note, and then at a certain moment, I wrote, "I'm just writing Al's monologue, inner yeah. monologue." Here. Oh, well, well, have you? Are you got any selections from it that are uh, that, that are that are good? Get get us inside Al's head. <laughs> um. No, I have nothing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, just that he Tim has no regard for the duration of the episode that they're on. Yeah, well, yeah, he even comes... Around, yeah. Al's the one that has to come back in and mo- at the end, he's like, we got two minutes left of this episode. Yeah. And he's like, got this, I'm gonna fucking kill you, tone to his voice. <laughs> and and in the process of him trying to put things back on track, Tim makes some crack to Al about how, oh, you're not married, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know any about what we're talking about or yeah, something right. like that. Like, we're talking about something important. Let the big boys speak. You go play with your tools. Yeah, which is what this show is about, which is the only <laughs> thing anyone watches this show for right. in the first place. Uh, yeah, so again, Al not only hosting, but also producing the show. <laughs> uh, and how are there no interest groups uh, writing into the show complaining about what Tim is saying on air? I don't know. I mean, well, we don't know that they weren't. I mean... That's true. Maybe that was part of the factor that leads to him eventually, spoiler alert, apologizing to his wife on air yet again, <laughs> uh, which is his preferred way of getting out of, of getting out of the soup. Yeah. Uh, All right, get us back on track here. So, so, they, so from there, we go back home where Jill and the boys are watching, home impro- are watching Tool Time. For once, they're actually watching Tim's show, the one time he really goes off the rails. So uh, Jill sees him 
uh, talking all this crap about her and about her drooling. And she goes charging out into the garage. And she and Tim have a fight that is probably their most angry fight. Yeah. Out of the, like, like, I think just last episode or or something that we're talking about how much love there is between Mm -hmm. them, even when they're sparring. But in this one, she's pissed and he's pissed. Yeah, it's a legit offense. Yeah, it was, this this is the first time I actually felt concerned for the state of their marriage. Yeah, agreed. And I think... uh, Mom and dad are fighting. Yeah, going back to um, what I said at the beginning of the episode where I think Patricia Richardson plays that moment so well i mean she genuinely seems hurt by by, i mean it's just like yeah you see what she's bringing to the show in that moment she when when she goes out there and and says something to to tim or make make some you know first announces her anger and Mm -hmm. tim doesn't know what it's about the way that she lets him know what she's mad about is she just goes, she's drooling, she's drooling, she's drooling down the river, like, yeah. angrily. Angrily, not not to mock him and not to kind of like, hey, I found, I mean, a little bit to, hey, I found out what you did, but yeah. there, there's not, like, there's no humor to it. It's just like, yeah. what the, f- what, what, why? Well, Why I, did you do this? Well, I laughed at it anyway, but it, no, but it, there was there was like real like you feel as the audience. Yeah, I think this is kind of a a, a bloodletting in a sense, like for as an audience who've been looking at Tim doing this stupid stuff again yeah. and again and again, and she's finally it almost feels like the accumulated slings and arrows of the previous <laughs> episodes, just classing this right the hell up with a line from a play I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, that's the opera. opera. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they have this big old fight. Um, and then finally she leaves the garage and slams the door and it's so hard that it knocks all of Tim's tools tools off of his pegboard, which is, you know, her anger is enough to fuck up his tools, which are the most important thing to him. I think it's pretty metaphorical. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. She slams it. Her, her anger is affecting, uh, the, the object that he puts his love and, uh, respect into. And you know, also her. Because ang- we see him polishing the, putting care into it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and it also shows, it, you know, the the force of her anger also shatters the screen into multiple pieces that then make a shattering noise in our first right. shatter transition of the series, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The shatter transitions, which will come to be a defining factor. I mean, we've talked some. Of, this is this doesn't approach the the graphical complexity of the later seasons. Right. Right. But it's definitely uh, you can see already the editors are, are flexing their their creative transitional <laughs> muscles. Uh, so that's our commercial. We shatter yep. into the commercial. <laughs> yep, and we, we shatter back. <laughs> we yeah, and uh, Tim's still in the doghouse. Uh, Randy's B story comes back into play for half a second. Just it shines so bright right. for just a second. But there was an interesting little exchange between Brad and Randy in this little moment here where. Brad comes in, he starts talking about the the rumors of um, Randy's girl hands going around at school, and he's like, don't worry, man, I got your back. And I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of a, it took a turn. Yeah, finally some some camaraderie between these boys. Camaraderie. Karate between these boys. (laughs) Karate. Um, And then Brad reveals, he's like, here, I got you something. (laughs) He pulls out pink nail polish, (laughs) and... It got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it coming. I'm like, just like I a was karate really chop. Going along the ride of this uh, sibling. What's the? What would be the opposite of sibling rivalry? Sibling camaraderie. Sibling. 
I don't know. Karate. Yeah. Sibling karate. Yeah. It's it's sibling karate. It's this it's the kind of sibling karate that we never got, but uh, these kids are already black belts in because they spend so much time around each other. I was actually a black belt in karate, I think, at this time. Really? Yeah. But you were it was only child karate. Only child karate. I did not fight adults. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, man, is is there is there a an adult versus kid karate league? I would act, I don't know. It would be kind of entertaining to watch that for like a minute before I got guilty <laughs> about what I was seeing, and probably got arrested because that cannot be legal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so yeah, JTT has girly hands yeah. and pink nail polish to accessorize them, and you know what? We're just gonna assume that that's that. That's just he chases Brad off the screen. They go upstairs, and we never get any resolution to this story. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be awake at night tonight. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think happened? What do you, what's Randy's school life with girl hands? What I think is I think that he finds a way around it. I think that he yeah, he is crafty. Uh, yeah I think that he clips off some of his hair and then he glues it to his knuckles. What were you thinking? Oh my the same god, thing? my light, my face just lit up it, at the mention of this because I, one of my notes I wrote is did Randy get a haircut in the middle of this episode? Oh, why? Because it does change. <laughs> I think it does. It looked shorter at the end than it did at the beginning. And also at the end, there's a kid sitting there like yelling at at Tim, supposedly starting up the car, and he did not look like like uh, Randy at ah. all. I could have been like so. Either it's a head. It's either it's a haircut, a head cut, yeah. or it's a, a just a that's that body double. Yeah, could have been both. And they're just you know hoping that no one is looking that close at his face because it's a wide shot, right? Missing boys. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of mysteries, a lot of mysteries yeah. in this episode. But I like this that he so he cut his hair off and he put it on his knuckles and like yeah. he's like look I hit puberty five years early. <laughs> uh, five years early. So yeah, I didn't hit puberty until I was fifteen. So yeah. Oh man. yeah. Why can't you beat me? But you know, it's I'm I'm still waiting. Or at least one of my testicles is. Uh, what, what what do you think? I mean, do you th- do you have a better idea of what hmm. like what would you yeah. do to manly up your hands? I definitely think that he he would have rolled with it until it wasn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he he definitely overcame. Yeah, yeah. There there's no way he's going through the rest of his middle school years uh, with girl hands. I would love it if his last appearance on this show, uh, he's either wearing pink nail polish or getting hounded <laughs> by like getting hounded by kids in his college prep classes yeah. about his girly hands. I will say one of the brothers does wear nail polish in the last episode. So ooh. Well, okay. Well, now, now it's which one? Oh man, I bet it's Mark. I bet. I yeah. I'm putting my bet now. It's Mark. I'll let you know if I change my opinion in the okay. next uh, eight seasons. <laughs> well, we'll check in with you in two years. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so they. So Tim tries to apologize to Jill, just like, "Hey, Jill, sorry about humiliating you on TV." Uh, but Jill just is not buying it. She yeah. says, uh, "What does my drooling have to do with home improvement?" And Tim says, nobody likes to live in a damp house, <laughs> which I'm going to call as the best. That's my best line. So that's my one. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a... Wait, you have two best lines. You already called the best line earlier. Well, one of them was a contender. Or, okay, or I'll contender. just or, right, or, I'll do t- or I'll do two this episode and none <laughs> okay, next week. That's fair. Um, um, what do you, yeah, what about you? Yeah, no. Uh, I What I found in this moment was that Tim... It's a, it was a very interesting character moment for him because... He was. It was a very mature move for him to recognize what was happening. Something was amiss, and he's yeah. trying to fix it, but mm-hmm. just doesn't get it. Um, and so you know, I, you could commend him. You're kind of on his side at that point. You know, it's like you want him to figure it out, and you want this to be um, smoothed over. But 
just doesn't. He's dumb old dude. Yeah, it, he he doesn't, and he instead sticks his foot even further yeah. into it by revealing that, like Jill had not seen the first half of the broadcast right. where he's complaining about yeah. the oil light. So it comes back around to the oil light. She gets even more pissed off, and she basically yells at him and storms out of the kitchen and said, why don't you change the name of the show from Tool Time to My Dumb Wife and then runs up the stairs. <laughs> and it's like, it's played as a heavy dramatic moment, yeah. but one person in the audience laughs. There's exactly one person. Really? I like, missed that. Like, I, I hear, like, she does that and I actually sat there and waited like, I guess this is why shows have laugh tracks. I'm like, okay, show, is this funny to you or is this, like, what should I be feeling? <laughs> and one person in the audience just goes, ha! <laughs> and... <laughs> And I'm Are you like, sure that wasn't me. I, the, no, no, no. Unless you can throw your voice back in time and out of out of the the speakers. You don't know me. I I don't know your temporal voice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's it's. Well, she slams the door again, and then the tools fall. Yeah. Yet another time after he's got him back up there. Yeah. Yeah. So again, her 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 fury is destroying even more of his cast iron tools by making yeah. them fall down an inch or two. Uh. Also, you, you you know, just going to say, if you're in a house where someone slamming a door upstairs is rattling the walls in the garage, maybe you should improve your home a little bit and little reinforce bit. some things. Yeah. Just, again, it means instead of supercharging your lawnmower, I'm sorry, it's easy to, <laughs> it's easy to uh, criticize. We've already passed over uh, the moment that was my favorite line. Not well, that it matters. No, but, what was your favorite line? Um, it was actually from Al. Uh, when he's getting upset about how much time they're taking on tool time uh, talking about their feelings and stuff. Al goes, we have two minutes left of the episode. He's like, we're talking about important stuff here. And <laughs> Al goes about drool, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. I, that, that one was Maybe good. I was just like really, really uh, jonesing for a good Al line, but, uh, well that, that is, that's the very definition of a good Al line. It's yeah. just cutting Tim down to size, <laughs> uh, and, and inviting, uh, an insult in return. Um, so yeah, so she runs upstairs. Yeah, we go outside to Wilson. Uh, to Wilson. What has he got on the grill this week, Landon? <laughs> just some old leaves. Just burning some leaves for the good old scent of uh, fall leaves yeah <laughs> burning i guess i you know so maybe that's the maybe that's a salad that's going to go with his snake and his mm. squirrel um <laughs> maybe there maybe maybe he's he's herbing up off these leaves i mean who really knows well i don't know what i can say i mean i'm trying to make sense of this in my head i've never burned leaves on a barbecue before I, as wilson does i think you're not supposed to is probably why yeah, but i can, i think if i can make the leap um there was, you know, or make the leaf. Make the. I'm sorry. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things that people did, at least in my neighborhood, and I'm sure, obviously, uh, other places. Nope, just yours. They would, um, in the fall, they would rake all of the leaves, and then they would do a little like bonfire with them. And so, if I'm guessing, what Wilson's trying to recreate here is the scent of that, because obviously their backyards aren't big enough to rake enough leaves to burn a pyre of you know i mean they're big they're big enough to necessitate a riding lawnmower but not not big enough to actually <laughs> right. have, a, have a leaf burn right that's that's the only thing i can think of as to why he would be burning leaves for the nostalgic smell yeah uh and he's talking you know they they, they have a chat 
about yeah. it. Tim's and very direct this time. He's like, yeah. this is my problem. What do you yeah. got for me? Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, you know, either because Tim is learning or because we were, were getting close to like the 18 minute mark in the episode and he yeah. had to find a solution. Right. But he, yeah, he just opens up to, to uh, Wilson about what he did wrong. And like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said all that stuff about my wife on my show. And Wilson... Wilson says, oh, well, that's, well, Tim, that's right because of the hierarchical nature of male conversation. The hierarch structure of male conversation. Oh, hierarch. Well, they're uh, even better. Yeah, which uh, which he goes on to say is like every man wants to be the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that, something like that. I was too busy taking notes about the duck he was varnishing. Yeah, well, let's talk about the <laughs> duck. I mean, yeah, Wilson gives Tim some good advice. Let's get yeah. into the realness. He's, he's creating an animal. Yeah, which I'm assuming he whittled himself. Yes. Uh, from the tree that he took the leaves from that he's burning. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it was it seemed pretty innocuous initially like when the beginning of the scene he's just kind of like putting a, a lacquer coat on the a quacker joke um uh, no quacker coat no. <laughs> we're not gonna go there uh, but we already did i'm gonna boost the volume on that line i'm not gonna edit it out i'm gonna make it so i'm gonna isolate all the other audio around it and put angels singing in the background <laughs> really draw attention mm-hmm. to um so it seems pretty you know nonchalant and then at the end of the episode or scene he takes this wooden duck that he's been varnishing and places it on a shelf with maybe five other wooden ducks and a penguin uh, yes i'm glad and it looks like one of those tropical penguins yeah. too which i mean not like any any sort of wooden penguin in michigan is going to be weird but yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't have many penguins in michigan uh, no okay that's not they a thing died out in 86 <laughs> What about the Upper Peninsula? Any up there? Um, you know, I've never been to the Upper Upper Peninsula. Um, I've only been to uh, Mackinac Island. Yeah, and all, you know they they don't they don't mention any penguins in that Kid Rock song. So I suppose <laughs> I suppose there can't be any. It's a rare B side of his. Yeah, <laughs> penguins be tripping. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you've, see, you've seen that video, right, where they're all going along in the line, and then one yeah. falls forward onto his stomach unintentionally. Oh, yes. It's adorable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Wilson has wooden penguins, and I imagine just, you know, all the animals two by two onto yeah. his uh, ark or whatever that he's, yeah. that he's making. Um, uh, so anyway, after, after talking to Wilson, we get back to the show uh the next day by which i mean he goes back to uh back to the set of tool time right and uh he has uh jimbo and carl or jimbo and kyle back on the show yeah which i guess means that jimbo and kyle just bought two sets of tickets to see tool time tapings uh, i'm sure they invited them back I, once the, yeah you know, I, I my guess is so the reason that they're back is that they had both gotten in trouble with their wives yeah same that tim had so yeah. i would imagine that Jim and Kyle are probably calling up Tool Time going, listen, that wasn't planned. This is fucking up our lives. We need some sort of way to reconcile. Can you send us some sort of, uh, can you send us a Tool Time board game as a (laughs) consolation? They're like, no, 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 no. We got a better idea. You guys come on. You'll be guests again. You'll get to apologize publicly. Yeah, we'll we'll fly you out. We'll put you up, even though this is in the same town that you live in. From Alpena, Michigan. Yeah. To Hamtramck. We're, we're going we're gonna to take you to the airport in Detroit, and we're going to have the plane get up and fly around and then <laughs> land again, and then we'll put you up at the Radisson by the airport. Uh, so they have them on the, on the show, yeah. and Tim is hosting a seminar about sensitivity now yes. with them. 
and is trying to get them to talk about their feelings. Al is real mad in the background. Oh man, just the the amount of just gritted teeth and like you can see <laughs> Al is working up towards a stroke. Yeah. So they, I guess the way that he's gotten them to come on is he's well, th- yeah. I mean, admittedly they're in trouble with their wives, but also <clears throat> he has not told them they're going to be talking about sensitivity and right. feelings because. You know, once he announces that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, when's the last time you cried? Yeah, and I, not like a what does he say? Not when, not like a stub your toe sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, not when you drop something heavy on your right. foot, like an actual cry. And, but they don't know this, and, and I guess uh, uh, Jimbo says, "Well, you said we were gonna use tools." Yeah, and and Tim says, "No, we're gonna talk about your feelings. What are you feeling?" And Jimbo goes, "Well, I'm feeling confused because I thought we were gonna use the tools." <laughs> Actually, maybe that's my favorite line. I might have three favorite lines this episode. Who knows? Well, then it goes, now I'm feeling kind of hungry. Yeah. And which leads Kyle into his whole thing about, is like, I'm feeling kind of hungry now, too. Uh, and he goes, this is, I think, one of my contenders. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what we'll call them. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Ones. It's not even a line. I, I misread my notes. My yeah. Mind. So he, he starts going off about the, the hot dogs. Yeah, at uh, the Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. uh, now versus when they, you know, they were used to be in 1968. These big sausages that you know—that's what you read about in the history books—is yeah. the is the size of the pork hot dogs back then. But there's this moment when he's talking about this, and he gets so excited that he like jumps up on his feet, and L in the background is so like shocked by this. He like he has a fight or flight response <laughs> and Al is like ready to take this guy down. He's behind him. He almost looks like he's going to reach for a tool. He's like, <laughs> he's got a chisel to... in hand. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it goes back to this Russian spy thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's prepared to, you know, he Russian thinks he's... Spy? he wasn't Russian before, but well, no, he, he is now. He's got that. He's got that beard. I mean, I don't know. I could, I could see him. You put him in one of those furry Cossack hats and he would fit right in at <laughs> yeah, red square. Uh, no, that, uh, you know, I could see that he sees the guy being, uh, he sees the guy as a threat. Like he thinks his cover has been blown. Yeah. All this talk about meat is a code <laughs> word for something. Uh, you so, yeah, what, what, what ends up happening is that, is that, uh, he gets, he gets them talking about the last time they cried and, uh, Jimbo uh, gets talking about crying at a baseball game in the sixties. Yeah. And when the six, uh, when the Tigers won the pennant. Yeah. That, yeah. Which, 1968. Is that a, is that a Harry Carey thing or is that? No, that's that's Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Midwest is just one big city full of things I don't know about to me. Uh, and and then and the only thing that that uh, Kyle is able to feel uh, is anger, mm-hmm. and he can only feel anger about food, specifically pork products. Maybe right. closet Jewish. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but I, I think that in terms of getting people to be sensitive, this is kind of a failure. I mean, they don't really oh, yeah. get well, in touch. It's until... a failure until it's. Totally not a failure, and then it goes in the other direction way too far. I I think so. I mean, then then Al comes over and like as they're wrapping up, they so they get talking about all this, and and Tim is just so thrilled with how this has gone. Yeah, and he just flops back in the in that leather easy chair and just goes, "Good night, nurse. I'm spent." Just <laughs> man, I've too many too many lines I liked in this. But he flops <laughs> back. He's all ready to move on with the show finally, yeah. and then Al sits down and just has this like Richard Carnes performance is so good. He's oh, just 
It made me it's feel awkward. Too you ex- real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you, you tell me. I've been, I've been going I, a lot. I, well, man. I couldn't be subjective because I, or I couldn't be objective because I couldn't tell if he was just such a good performer and really tugged on my heartstrings, or if he was just speaking too closely to my own situation. Yeah, because <laughs> he starts going like, "I'm unmarried. Nobody wants to marry me." You don't. If you knew what it was like to come home to a one bedroom apartment every single night, you got a family to come home to. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing a horrible job of, uh, exp- or, uh expressing it but yeah he he like he has a breakdown he starts crying face buried in hands <laughs> and and he's 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 just bawling and bawling and and kyle just gets up and goes i'm going back to my seat and they just both <laughs> run back up into the audience yes uh it was a really great line and a great performance from that guy oh yeah yeah uh so so he yeah he he is successfully uh, brought his co-host to a point of a uh, nervous breakdown, which again no, we didn't really learn much about tools or home improvement on this episode. I like that that Tim derails one episode because of his uh, inability to leave his anger for his wife at the door, and then the producers just let him derail a second episode at yeah. even greater expense to apologize. Well, maybe to they're his like, wife. oh my god, they're getting the numbers, in, <laughs> and they're like, we've never seen ratings like these before. We have to have these guys back. <laughs> this is really where reality TV came from. Is this show? It's just this sort of this sort of conflict. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If Bob Vila only did this on his show again, I like I said, every time I'd see Bob Vila, <laughs> I'd want it to be this show. And they should have just really targeted these home improvement shows more to people who aren't interested in fixing homes <laughs> and just into really getting into the meat of the human psyche. Uh, so Jill watches this on TV, and once again, Tim apologizing to her on his show yep. is a success. Uh, and so she goes out to the garage mm-hmm. where uh, uh, Brad and Randy and uh, well, maybe or, it's maybe it's Randy, maybe Randy, yeah, possibly Randy. It's it's some kid, a blonde kid yeah. shot from far away whose face does not He's look like Randy-ish. Yeah, <laughs> diet Randy. <laughs> Essence of Randy. <laughs> Essence of Randy. <laughs> uh, the, so the, the the boys are cheering because Tim, just off screen, has gotten the car to work again. Yeah, you hear this big engine roar. Yeah. Roar? Rev is what yeah. I'm looking for. And, and, and Diet diet Randy even yells, you got the car working again, Dad, just yeah. for all the folks at home who didn't pick up on it from the, <laughs> from the ADR there. And so Jill comes out, sends the kids inside, and, uh, you know, Tim explains all of the wide variety of things he had to do to get the car working again. Yeah. And she she says, geez, well, that's, that's so much work. Thank you. And Tim, really, we want to talk about something that's emotionally affecting. He says, it's just a car. It's not a human being. It's not the human being I love more than anyone in the world. You know why I like tools? Because they fix things. You tear down a motor... See what's wrong? Boom. It's fixed. I wish I could fix things between us. I don't think I can apologize enough for the things I do. All I can offer is a lifetime of groveling at your feet. And scene. <laughs> it's 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 good, man. It's really good. I, we got our hankies out. I'm I'm more I'm more upset, I think, than you were when they closed down that stadium in, in Detroit that I can't remember the name of even Joe though. Joe Louis Arena. Joe Louis Arena. Yeah. It's this this was my Joe Louis Arena. <laughs> This I, it smells like exhaust and love. Very aptly put. Yes. Um, I don't know. I I thought that, again. This just this is him kind of apologizing yeah. for everything he's done on the show so far, yeah. and it's just it's I really it, like. It. Even the audience agrees with you because it was the first like audible oh yeah moment that like the entire audience we know we're capping up the episode and 
Yeah. Everything, everyone's made up, everyone's good to go. Yeah. They all, all, all the men took off their trucker hats and laid them over their hearts and just went, aww. <laughs> uh, and then Tim chases Jill out of the room to go have sex again. Which, uh, which they are really frisky. I know. With, with the kid, also, she sends the boys out to go get washed up for dinner. Yeah. So it, there's just a lot of, I mean, how many nights are the boys sitting there at the table kind of sullenly looking at each other and from upstairs just turning like, <laughs> You know what? <laughs> in this household, that could be any number of things. <laughs> true, true. That could that could be a socket wrench going. <laughs> oh yeah, but they do not waste any time with the makeup sex. No, no, they don't. Well, I guess you gotta get it while you can. You know, yeah. the, the kids they put in a video game, they're fine. <laughs> I'm they, just they, saying they got strong game. Yeah, <laughs> just like Rondal. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just a little little trip back to the set of home imp- of. Tool of tool time yeah. when you've got a show within a show it's easy for me to get them mixed up <laughs> uh and so now the audience is gone and it's just tim and al talking and uh tim apologizes to al for hurting his feelings uh annie hall style where oh yeah he just they both have this conversation that's very superficial but then there's subtitles right it's a conversation about Without the conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're the the subtitles of what they they actually mean. Yeah, Allie, it's a new shirt. Looks yeah. good on you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and well, well, yeah, Tim, it is new. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, but then it ends with I don't know Tim Tim making some some half-assed attempt at a joke, and Al just says, "Yeah, thank you, Tim." And then the the subtitle is, "I can't wait until I get my own show." <laughs> Which I'd like to believe is the producers angling for the Al spinoff already. Oh my god, I want the Al spin. What would what would the Al spinoff be? Uh, At I, this point, knowing what you know of Al, I think I think it'd be called All in Al, and uh, okay. it would be about Al living in his one bedroom apartment. I think it would be very much like the first episode of Last Man on Earth, where it's just Will Forte doing stuff for half an hour. <laughs> I think every episode would just be Al. Coming home from shooting Home Improvement, and yeah. we'd just watch him in the room dealing with whatever feelings and emotions he has from interacting with Tim all day. Yeah, looking at the the bookcase and going, that, that shelf doesn't look quite level. <laughs> Pulls out his level, and he's like, no, we've got to adjust it. Pulls down the whole shelf. It's like, that's one episode. Just yeah, and, him fixing the shelf. And, and all in Al, or Al in all... Uh, is is a more educational home improvement show than Tool Time in the <laughs> end. It's a completely silent one. Yeah, There's no dialogue on the show whatsoever. It's more, it's sort of like Except when he talks to his fish. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood meets The Joy of Painting. <laughs> it's sassy. It's brassy. It'll run for years. Syndication. Uh, have you have you got any other uh, ideas of what it could be like? Of the you, the spinoff. Yeah, oh, man. Um, let's see. Al. Uh, Loses his job, has to find a new one. Selling meth. Okay, so this is <laughs> selling meth. He becomes a cook. Uh, so okay, he the the series starts with him finding a whole new home improvement type of job. Maybe it's a door to door handyman. Oh, and so his given uh, hand jobs door to door. But that would be kind of the joke. He's this um, what mid thirties, late thirties, uh, unmarried, virg- unmarried, virginal ish uh, handyman going door to door during the day to all these lonely housewives, and that's where the 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 conflict and the humor comes in. That I could uh, yeah, and he I see he rides from town to town on a motorcycle like the Incredible Hulk. 
every, every episode begins with, I'm Al Borland. I used to be the co-host of a home improvement show in Alpena, Michigan, but now <laughs> I'm out on the road on my own, making a few friends and a couple enemies along the way. <laughs> I want to see it. I do too. Cut, print, it's a, it's a thing. You've got a deal. Uh... Any anything else, Landon? We, this pretty cut and dried, just a solid good episode. Yeah, there's not a whole lot left and undone here. I got nothing in my notes. Okay, uh, well, uh, guys, thank you for listening to <laughs> us talk about this episode. Yeah. I don't I don't say it all the time, but um, you know I really do. Uh, you know, you talk about the human beings that matter more than anyone else in the world. It's you guys, yeah, and girls. It's you to me. <sighs> This is this is like he's holding up cue cards like in love actually telling me telling me how say well well thank you man right now you are perfect too uh, I will I will tell my boyfriend it's carolers out there um, I guess uh, if you want to find us anywhere you can find us on most of the streaming services that you listen to podcasts on Google Play iTunes I mean we're still getting everything kind of situated here but. Uh, wherever you find us, rate us, subscribe, leave us a comment. It helps others find us. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GruntWorkPod, even on Facebook. We have now a Facebook page. We can get uh, some discussions going. Uh, if you have any longer questions, you can reach out to us at our email address, which is info at GruntWorkPodcast.com, and we'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, and you can find today's episode as well as some more information, links, whatever we find uh, worthy to put up there uh, at our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. Yeah. Th- that, that's, all, that's all the right information. It sounds good to me. Those are the places <laughs> they should go to. Uh, well, Landon, what time is it? Tool time. Yeah, it's uh, wrong. It's 1058. <laughs>